0: Welcome to the MVP Show. Today's show is brought to you by the 90-Day Mentoring Challenge. So far, people have attended this program from 34 countries from around the world. Wherever you're located, this is an opportunity to invest in your career over a 90-day period. I run it uh, each year, once a year. Uh, If you want to know more, go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentoring. It's 100% free. You just have to invest your time in yourself and in your career. Anyhow, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Wellington, New Zealand. He's a senior technical consultant. He's a speaker at various community events. His hobbies outside work include gaming, swimming, and watching movies. You can check him out on Twitter at Lynn that's L-I-N-N-Z-A-W-W-I-N, uh, and his blog, which is all about the Power Platform, linzorwin.blogspot.com. Lin, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me on the
0: show. Good to have you on. Now tell me, where do you come from originally?
1: Um, I am originally from Myanmar. So that is one of the Southeast Asian country. Um, I think other than me, uh, AK was also in Wellington, New Zealand. He was also previously on your podcast. And so he's also one of the other Burmese nationality. So yeah, I was on that Myanmar country.
0: So, how did you come from Myanmar to New Zealand?
1: Yes, that was quite a long journey. After I graduated in Myanmar, that um, was around 2009, I went to Singapore for um, postgraduate study. And that's where I walked in Singapore for around seven and a half years. And finally, um, after walking, too long than Singapore, and I just decided, okay, this is uh, really not uh, really good for a uh, work-life balance, and then so I chose to migrate, and I started applying jobs around Australia and New Zealand, and that's where AK referred me a job, and that's how I ended up in New Zealand.
0: So, so I'm interested. I'm interested in a little detail around that. Tell me... Uh, And I tell you why I'm interested. So I worked in Australia for a long time and brought a lot of people in back then on what was called a 457 visa from around the world to work in in the practice I was in in Australia. In New New Zealand, uh, what was that process? What's it called? What was that process? How did you go about it?
1: I am not sure about this right now because the process changed over time after they reviewed this immigration rules and regulations. But back then, when I migrated in the end of 2015, it was more around like we did the interview online, the Skype interview, and then the employer just offered me a a job offer letter. And with the offer letter, they also gave us their, their accredited employer and if with that letter and that offer letter, I have to just have to go for a apply for um work well, visa online. So so that time I apply for a walk to residence category and then yeah. So do you, you remember
0: how much it cost? How as in the application fee? Um,
1: it, it wasn't too much. It's just like a few hundred dollars.
0: Oh okay, because in Australia it was like two three thousand dollars or so.
1: Oh. Really, so yeah, that wasn't it. Wasn't that much? It's more like administration fees and mm-hmm. and my uh, that's my previous employer who employed me. Um, they also um, just compensate some of the relocation package, so it was good.
0: Yeah, and so wow, how long have you been in New Zealand now? Almost coming up ten years, is it? Um, seven eight years, or something.
1: Yeah, so it will be. Um six years in coming to river
0: mhm wow what do you think what what's what's your thoughts on new zealand
1: um it's really great uh it's really lovely country uh with a really chill and relaxed and it's a good thing about this is uh, everything all the if you're an outdoor person and everything is quite accessible you can go for maybe like skiing and just drive up for two hours and you can go skiing. Or if you go drive one hour, you can go to the beach to surfing.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Tell me, did you bring your family with you? Do you have family over here now?
1: Yeah, just uh, me and my wife, two, only two of mm-hmm.
0: us. Yes. And and is she working in technology?
1: Yes, um, she is. But more of a project management role. So she's not into those technical coding
0: yeah, 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 like yourself, of course. <laughs> um, what was, tell me, you know, I'm a bit interested on you coming to New Zealand. Tell me about, was there any kind of cultural shock that you had that, you know, what surprised you around some of the things that Kiwis did or that you didn't expect now that you've lived in New Zealand for a while?
1: Oh, um, the first thing about is the Kiwi accent. <laughs> So, yeah, so it, it was for the first year in New Zealand, I had to, like, ask, like, oh, excuse me, uh, can you please repeat again, <laughs> like, numerous times to those Kiwis, um, but luckily I walked in a team where the, the team is quite, like, diverse and there are a lot of foreigners from Philippines and Lebanon and other foreign countries so it's okay speaking with those foreign foreign (laughs) not non-kiwis yeah so yeah i just only had a problem with this kiwi accent but eventually i started listening to those radios and tv shows and just getting used to it
0: nice nice so when you think about technology, you obviously came from a background in Dynamics 365, right? Is, am I correct in saying that?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Actually, that is how my the whole career started, actually. Okay, tell me about
0: that. Um,
1: yeah, so the, the, as I mentioned, I just attended the postgraduate diploma back in Singapore. After that, day, half of the six-month coursework and the six-month internship. And when I was assigned for a six-month internship, I got to a company, which did the CIM 3.0 and CIM 4.0 um, just for um, to build the healthcare products. And that's when I got my internship. And after six months, they offered me a job. And since then, I just got into that CIM space dynamics And then... No, um, I since I haven't got out of it because it was a really good and interesting um, career pl- uh, platform.
0: So you know, if we fast forward today, like I see this kind of you know, and and I might get some people upset about saying this, but there are really two types of people uh, or categories of people that I see in the Microsoft business application space now. There are those that came from a background of Dynamics 365, right? So they started their career in Dynamics and they've now broadened their horizons as they explore the Power Platform and therefore Power Apps, Power Automate, uh, Power BI um, and, and Power Virtual Agents. The thing is, is that then there's a whole new generation that have only come in on the Power Platform. So they've, you know, often might've gatewayed into what we do from an app, like they've just started building apps, or they've come in via Power Automate, right? I see those as the two key gateways into Microsoft business application that the the new generation, if you like, coming through. One thing I've observed is that those in the older generation with a strong dynamics background often do not have a very high skill in Canvas app development and do not have very high skills and I, this is where I'll get flack, necessary in Power Automate. They they like the way it used to be done in the old days, automation using Windows Workflow Foundation um, and the uh, the workflow tool that was in the core Dynamics 365C environment. Where do you sit?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, obviously I, I sit in that, um, the older generation, Um but as I as you mentioned, I'm not really proficient, really good with building Canvas apps. I do build for my um, hobby and for my personal projects. But in terms of the really uh, commercial projects, I just completed only one um, Canvas apps in the whole one of the projects.
0: What What about Power Automate? Are you Are you use, Are you creating lots of flows nowadays? Though on your projects.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, in, in terms of Power Automate, I started using it in last two years, and it was um, I just Microsoft um, positioned their way to instead of using the asynchronous workflow, why not build the Power Automate cloud floor? So I took their approach, and I just since I just started building the cloud floors. Um, it was around when the, the new, um, Commander service current environment, um, connector was available. So, yes. So that is when I started building the cloud floors and I'm, and then I learned a lot during the process and that's where I started sharing my learning process in my blog post about the far Automate.
0: Nice. Now, uh, do you find you know if we look at the last 6 months have you have you had a need to go back and use the old workflow tool uh, that still exists of course um or are you finding you are 100% power automate anything that needs automating nowadays
1: um i would say i i still do a workflow um but what well mostly for the Um, synchronous real-time workflows but sometimes i still do the workflows when i can quickly do it in a workflow for build something for one and two minutes rather than setting up the whole cloud flow for maybe five ten minutes so one of the most um use case that i did is um, having populating the primary name field of the record so sometimes we have to populate with the the lookup value. And with the Power Automate, we have to go and retrieve the name based on the GUID of the output from the trigger. So there are like multiple steps where with the workflow, it's just one step. And I can just quickly build up in one, two minutes so I can't be bothered building a cloud flow for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. What What excites you most about this technology space that we're in?
1: So the things that really uh, makes me most excited about this technology is that it's ever growing, uh, consistently um, improving based on our feedback, based on the customer needs. And that is really good in terms of how we build the, the projects on the systems. So imagine how we are building our for example the typical dataverse project with a model driven app comparing to last even last five years or even three years ago when we built on top of the dynamics 365 with xrm and it has been improved a lot and that is really um makes me most exciting about this building, uh, walking on this platform and technology, which every day is, we're learning new everything every day.
0: What's been your focus over the last couple of months? For the last
1: couple of months, it's mostly just around the Spark Automate, but mainly on the cloud floors. I haven't done much on the um, textile floors.
0: Uh, have, you, have you done anything on RPA?
1: No, not actually, just other than doing uh, those trainings and just testing for my personal um, playground. But other than that, I I didn't actually.
0: So so just on the personal playground stuff, you know, because, you know, with Windows 11 coming out, um, Power Automate Desktop is going to be installed, of course, directly into the operating system. And then, you know, and it's free to download now. And I see that there's potentially a lot of opportunity around automating stuff even on the computer, you know, in your day-to-day job, and, you know, like hint, hint, maybe filling out a timesheet, um, you know. It might be quite handy, right, to automate that process from your desktop. And then I'm like, you know, could could RPA be set up to work with, um I'll whisper the name Alexa, just because it's in my office, um, or, or, or Google Home, you know, is another one. Is there a possibility that, um, you know, with the desktop version that we might be able to, you know, make commands and stuff like that, that would would just function? I know, I know that uh, Cortana's on there and stuff, but yet that's just another one to learn and I'm just wondering if, you know, the home devices that you have could start feeding in. Like sometimes, you know, I've gone to bed and then I hear the audio on my computer come on like ding, ding, an email's arrived or something. And I'm just like, I wish I could just say, you know, he, she, who shall not be named, you know, uh, mute the audio <laughs> on the computer. And, you know, whether RPA would play into part of that story and, you know, have a listening service that could do that. I don't I don't know. There's, I see there's lots of use cases.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a lot of potential in, in that area.
0: Yeah. What's some of the, the apps? You said you you do some private app development, as in, you know, for your own needs and stuff. What are some of the things that you you have tinkered with? Oh,
1: yeah. So it is since I came from the Dynamics background, I just built the mall-driven apps. And one of the apps is that I use, I just built is just for... Uh, the, the timesheet as you mentioned. <laughs> nice nice, <laughs> nice look at that I was on yeah, so cool. it yeah so yeah, in my previous company, the timesheet system is quite clunky and I just can't fill up in the on the mobile and it's really hard to do the timesheet, so what I do is I just fill it up on the go with on my mobile or just quickly on the more driven app and at the end of the week i just copy and paste or export and import it back into that, that timesheet system so it's also related to that i also do this time tracking app where i just track my time how much i do stuff how much i um, spend time for blogging and all these activities so that i can review and just adjust accordingly and i also has a plan for uh, the one app that i i have a plan just to keep track my um, finance so all these transactions and so the plan is to um, just read the my bank account credit cards um, with the ai builder and then feed it into my dataverse and then it will automatically just categorize based on the where I spent and then I just review and uh, do this category and then, yeah, just my custom finance tracking system.
0: Yeah. Very cool. How did you, who nominated, who nominated you? How did you become an MVP and what's the best thing about being an MVP?
1: Yeah. Um, there was around January, 2020, um, then the tranche, we all know as the forest, awesome level up browser extension tool and he nom- uh, he just reached out to me and asked me hey, uh, are you your your com- uh, community contributions really cool are you interested in getting into the program but by that time i was just started uh, my blogging not so long ago so i wasn't really comfortable so i just tell him okay i'll just get back to you in the next six months and we'll just submit. I just submitted around June 2020 and I got my MVP award in the um, August. So this is my second year of my MVP journey.
0: And what's the best thing about being an MVP?
1: Um, yeah, the best thing about being an MVP is just being able to get in touch with all the other MVP family members, so it, they are really friendly and really welcome into this their community, and it was really good. It was the best thing about being an MVP. <laughs> I love
0: it. I love it. Wow, it's been good talking to you. Time's flown, so I always like to wrap up with some quickfire questions. Are you ready? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. This is morbid. If you knew when you're going to die, would you want to know? I don't want to. <laughs> Interesting. What book have you read recently that you'd recommend and why? Oh,
1: you will just kill me for that. I don't really read books. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so the last book that I read was like Harry Potter.
0: Nice. I love it. That's good that though. Harry Potter. In, That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that was in last maybe 12 years ago.
0: (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Last question. What's one thing you did that you wish you could go back and undo?
1: Oh, that is a really tricky question. Mm -hmm. What is one thing that I wish? Um, So there is one time back in um, around, like right after I migrated to New Zealand, my parents were planning to have a europe trip a trip to europe and i i was supposed to join that trip and th- that was the time i also get into my um, depression episodes and then i just refused i just repelled from everyone and i just being disconnected with everyone and i just couldn't join to that trip so yeah now that my dad has passed away uh, last month, so I wish I could join the trip.
0: Yeah, that's very hard. That's very tough, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, I always like it when when the guests that come on are you know are personal and real. And uh, thank you so much for that. And yeah, I look forward to meeting you once um, we're out of lockdown.
1: Oh, yeah, indeed.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 Guy. If you like the show and you want to support it, check it out. Check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 Guy. I appreciate you spending this time with me today. Thank you and see you next time.